The AMA Moving Medicine podcast highlights innovation and emerging issues that impact physicians and patients today. Today, we're talking with Brittany Ikwagu, the AMA's Governmental Relations Advocacy Fellow. We'll just call that GRAF in Washington, D.C., about the power of medical student advocacy and the AMA's upcoming Medical Student Advocacy Conference. I'm Todd Unger, AMA's Chief Experience Officer in Chicago. Welcome back, Brittany. Uh, Thanks again for uh, taking some time to tell us about the Medical Student Advocacy Conference that's coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, But registration to meet with legislators, which is so important uh, during that conference, closes this Tuesday, February 15th. So time is of the essence for those that are interested in. Brittany, why don't we start by talking a little bit about why medical students should attend this virtual conference and meet with legislators too. All right. Well, thank you so much, Todd, for having me back. Um, But I think it's really important because it's important to get training on being a public health advocate. I mean, speaking on behalf of myself, I think this is one of the many crucial roles we have as a physician. Um, With this conference, we can learn about the issues that are important to medical students and the priorities that we have in our medical student section. But the biggest thing about this conference is having your voice be heard by key decision makers. our elected officials. Um, It is an amazing experience, and I want every medical student to get the opportunity um, to share in that. And it might not be something that you you learn every day in medical school, this chance to be able to really have an impact on the Hill, so to speak. Mm -hmm. This couldn't be a more important time with what we've gone through over the past two years in the pandemic. You know, how do you see uh, the the need increasing uh, for this type of, of training for medical students, given what we've just been through with the pandemic. Yeah, no, you bring up a fantastic point. Um, I feel like the pandemic really exposed the existing health disparities in this country, especially for those of marginalized and historically underserved communities. I think uh, we as medical students, we saw this going on and we went into action with our advocacy to amplify the voices of those who may not have been heard. You know, with this pandemic, we've really been able to see the creativity of the medical students when it comes to our advocacy efforts. You know, it's not easy, as you know, to be in a virtual format and conduct the outreach that we do, um, but it's getting done. You know, we're entering into year three of this pandemic, and us as medical students are continually showing up and frankly showing out with our advocacy. Um, It's really been an honor to witness the work, and I am so proud to be part of the section. You're right. There's never been a more important time for students to represent. And uh, despite the pandemic, uh, we are going to offer something really terrific. It's going to be virtual again for the second year in a row. Mm -hmm. That might be a little confusing to some folks when they think about Capitol Hill visits. Why don't you tell us how this is going to work? Yes, so this will be a two-day conference. Um, So the first day on March 3rd will kind of be an overview of the program. You know, you'll learn how exactly do you speak to a legislator? We have some really amazing educational sessions on really important things um, that are priorities to our section, um, as well as hearing from some other great MSS and other AMA leaders, uh, which will all end with our state meeting. So each different state will come together and kind of strategize and 
what these visits can kind of look like. Um, and then the next day, that Friday on March 4th, uh, you will have the opportunity to actually conduct those visits. So how that's going to look like, you'll be on a Zoom platform and you'll enter different breakout rooms to meet with your scheduled um, legislator. We are saying though, if you do wanna participate in the visit, it is for a requirement to attend both your state meeting as well as at the live uh, legislation congressional session. Well, this might be a little embarrassing to admit, but I've never talked to my state legislator and it would make me nervous just thinking about it. Obviously not a, a skill that comes uh, naturally. You're not just gonna uh, put people out there without some training. What does that training look like? Of course, Todd, honestly, I mean, it can be a daunting task to talk to these legislators and we acknowledge and we respect everyone's different comfort levels. You know, as I mentioned before, we're gonna have a two-part live training session, right? Uh, with a mock conversation to model what a successful visit will look like. Um, and I just really wanna emphasize that we will equip all our attendees with the tools to make these visits go smoothly. Um, it's not too early to start advocating for our future patients. and I think this is a really great experience. You're right. It is not too early. It's time to learn right now. And that kind of training is really invaluable and something you can get from being part of the AMA. Well, let's, let's talk a little bit about some of the issues that are top of mind uh, for these discussions with legislators. You took care of the nation. It's time for the nation to take care of you. The AMA stood by America's physicians and patients during the pandemic, and we're not stopping there. We're fixing prior authorization, leading the charge on Medicare payment reform, supporting telehealth, fighting scope creep, and reducing physician burnout. It's time to rebuild, and the AMA is ready. To learn more about the AMA Recovery Plan for America's physicians, go to ama-assn.org slash time to rebuild. Um, so one of the first issues that we will be focusing on is fixing prior authorization. And, you know, the reason why this is, you know, such a big deal is because we have found that the administrative burdens of prior authorization for our patients, for our physicians, sorry, pardon me, is kind of taking away from patient care. And so, you know, we can't learn medicine in a vacuum. We need to go beyond the classroom and clinical rotations to also learn the realities of everyday practice, which is why uh, we chose to kind of focus on prior authorization and um, the difficulties that it has uh, made for our patients and, and getting the care that they deserve. It's such an important issue. And when I uh, talk to other audiences about the difficulties of being a physician today. That's one of the key ones. Uh, you start with coverage. Mm -hmm. uh, and then when you have somebody there, uh, that getting authorization for the recommended treatment, and you know that can be extremely time consuming and very frustrating and really get in the way of patient care. Um, on a different topic, one of the big things that's happened, of course, over the pandemic is the emergence of telemedicine and just how crucial that is. Uh, to providing access and better care for patients. Um, you know, we're going to see training at the upcoming conference about how to advocate for telemedicine. Uh, why don't you talk a little bit about why it's so important for students to be able to advocate for this? Yes, you know, as medical students, we 
I look at it as if we've been given a new learning opportunity and how we give patients care via telehealth. I personally have opportunity in my clinical rotations um, to do telehealth visits. And I think it's really important because we've seen how um, because of the pandemic, we've had to pivot into giving more care through telemedicine methods. I mean, this is a very key advocacy issue for our medical students because this will shape care in the future. And as the future physicians, we definitely have a part to play in how this all works out. You know, we need to advocate for reliable telehealth payment, you know, get educated on issues such as, you know, audio only, versus audio or video and what's fair and reasonable coverage means. And so this is just a very hot topic that I think medical students definitely should be part of the conversation. Well, speaking of hot topics, one of the big things that happened at the end of 2021 uh, was the kind of uh, narrowly averted uh, Medicare payment crisis. Um, you know, this is something that might not, you know, affect a student right now, but uh, when you look at this going forward in, in practice, it's just it's such an important thing. And through the work of the AMA and the Federation, uh, we were able to avert that. Um, you know, is uh, when you talk to other medical students, is this kind of top of mind uh, in terms of something that they really need to be invested in right now, too? Yes, I mean, Medicare reform is important because you really need to get out of this cycle of trying to avert cuts, right? Um, so this is an opportunity to reimagine the current system that we as medical students will eventually be a part of. Um, we're already facing an impending physician shortage and cuts like these can lead to fewer primary care providers, limited access to specialists, a disruption in care and additional barriers to life-saving treatment. You know, this can all really greatly affect access and how we provide care for our future patients, which as medical students is really important to us. Brittany, how can uh, other medical students learn more and register for the conference, including the legislator meetings? So again, um, this virtual conference will be taking place March 3rd to 4th with the virtual field visits um, being on the 4th. You can register and learn more about the conference at ama-assn.org slash MAC, that's M-A-C. Um, you can also find a direct link in the description of this episode. Again, the deadline is soon. The registration deadline is February 15th for all conference activities, including the legislator meetings. Um, remember that it is a requirement to attend the uh, events on March 3rd to be able to participate with the meetings on the 4th, but there will be a phase two registration through March 2nd for programming only. Also, if you're a medical student and you would like to submit a uh, excuse letter of absence, that's also something available to our students on the website. For students that can't make the conference itself, but really want to be involved more in advocacy, what are some of the other opportunities for them? Yes, um, there's a lot of opportunities within the AMA medical student section, the section that I'm so proud to be a part of. If you go to our website, you can kind of see a lot of the different op leadership opportunities and events that are kind of open to medical students. Um, if you are kind of interested to learn what more of what I do as a graph, we also have application for the next graphs coming up. The deadline is February 28th, and you can also be able to access information on that on the the AMA Medical Student Section website. Well, those would be some pretty big shoes to fill, Brittany. You've put <laughs> so much energy and enthusiasm to this, and I know 
uh, that this conference is kind of like the Super Bowl for you. So yes. good luck. <laughs> and I encourage all the students out there to please check out more information. And don't forget that deadline coming up next week uh, for the Hill visits. Uh, that wraps up today's Moving Medicine video and podcast. Uh, don't miss an episode. You can subscribe to all of them by clicking on that link on YouTube or checking out all our videos and podcasts at ama-assn.org slash podcasts. Thanks for joining us and please take care. This has been Moving Medicine, a podcast by the American Medical Association. Subscribe to other great AMA podcasts available wherever you listen to yours or visit ama-assn.org slash podcasts. I'm Todd Unger, and this is Moving Medicine.